This podcast is a production of WBEZ Chicago and is possible only because of listeners just like you. Make a donation today to support this podcast by going online to WBEZ.org. WBEZ, radio for the curious class. Thank you, Matthew Green. Now that we've taken care of that, I can officially welcome you to it, the latest edition of The Best of BEZ Talk. I'm Jason Mark, producer-director here at WBEZ, and each week we feature one of the great discussions that happened over the past week on one of WBEZ's talk programs. This week we're talking hockey, and not just because the Blackhawks are in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. A couple of years ago, reporter John Branch did this amazing multi-part story for the New York Times on the life and death of Derek Bogart. Derek was, by all accounts, a really sweet and gentle kid. His passion was hockey, his dream was to play in the NHL, and his ticket to the big time came not because of his speed or his ability to score, but because teams utilized his size and fighting ability as an enforcer, which is sort of an on-ice bully and protector whose job is to fight. Now, years of this caused aches and pains that could only be dulled by prescription drugs, which were all too easy to obtain from team doctors. He died of an accidental overdose in 2011 at the age of 28. This week, his parents filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the NHL in federal court here in Chicago. So we wanted to know more about the life of a hockey enforcer, and we reached out to a guy named Kyle Hagel. He used to play for the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL, which is a kind of minor league feeder system for the NHL. He currently plays for the Hamilton, Ontario Bulldogs. Kyle described his job and his life in great detail. And let me say this. I tune into quite a bit of sports programming on TV and on the radio. And I even worked for a sports talk network for four years before I moved here to WBEZ. And I can honestly say that I have never come across an athlete that is more forthcoming about certain behind-the-scenes realities as Kyle was on the morning shift with Tony Sarabia. We pick up the conversation with Kyle talking about his road to becoming an enforcer. I came out of uh, college hockey, and I wasn't like in a you know like a, a great offensive player. But I felt like I could contribute in other ways, like as a hockey player, like on the penalty kill and just being like a good forechecker. But um, when you start uh, in the minors, I actually started in the league below the American Hockey League. Um, you know, I knew I wasn't going to score 50 goals, so if there was any way that I was going to get called up, I had to, I had to, to make some noise, I guess you could say. So, you know, I started started fighting like as much as I can and as mm-hmm. uh, much as I could, sorry, and it kind of uh, attracts attention. And then when people see that you can bring some toughness to their hockey team, that uh, that might that might get you your opportunity. And then from there, you know, I did as best as I could to show that I could actually, you know, play hockey too, as well as just fight. And you played at Princeton as well, right? Yep, I graduated in 2008. And what was what was what was it like playing for them? Was there this sense that you needed to do it back then as well? Be this enforcer, be this person who, you know, defends the other teammates? No, there, there's actually no fighting at all in college hockey. Like I didn't, I didn't get in a single fight in all four years playing college. Everyone wears full cages, and it's just not a part of the game there that uh, any fights would end up in big suspensions. I'm still a physical player, but no, there's no fighting at that level. And what did you think of that? The fact that there's uh, no fighting? It's a little bit different. I mean, I guess it's just, uh, it, 
college, I guess it's just it's not quite it's not quite like it is in in real hockey. It's not quite like it is in pro hockey, mm-hmm. which is you know what where there's where there's fighting. Guys are held accountable in different ways, and sometimes in college, you know, goalies would get run over, or guys would get hit from behind, and there's not really any retribution for that. There's no like there's no justice that's put into the hands of the uh, opposing players. What about? Uh... I don't know. What about the penalty box? Do, do player feels that that's that that would be justification enough? Sort of, you know. Okay, this is this is this is the sort of uh, avenge or revenge we're getting that you need to sit out and and then the fighting doesn't really need to happen. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know if that's the case. I think more more so the reason why it doesn't happen is just because it was such uh, lengthy suspensions imposed on players if they ever decided to do it in NCAA and. Um, no, it just doesn't really happen that much. Okay, so here you are. You're an enforcer. What what kind of injuries have you sustained? And how would, how would those... Had, uh, I'm sorry? Several. I've had several. Yeah, such uh, as? Yeah. Well, I've had, my, I've had three shoulder surgeries, all, uh, all from fighting. Um, I had a broken orbital bone. Uh, I guess that's about it. That's about it. I mean, you know, it's interesting that you had John on there and I know that it was a great article that he wrote and uh, really focused on concussions and stuff I mean my five years of pro hockey I haven't I haven't once been diagnosed with a concussion and I've been in you know over 100 fights so you know you add it up like probably three 300 maybe 400 punches to, to the head and uh, wow. I haven't missed any because of concussion you know one of the things that one can take away from John's piece is you get a sense that maybe um you know, when he talked about, well, if you're not up to the, the task, uh, the coaches will say, well, there's always somebody else waiting. And some might say, well, they're taking advantage of players. I mean, do you get that sense that this position is so specialized and your job is so specialized that if you can't meet the meet the task at hand, then, then you're out? And do you feel that that's yeah. a sense of being taken advantage of in any way? I don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I, I feel like that's how you described it is exactly the reality. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not up to do it, then we'll find someone else who will. Like if you're game enough to do this, then you're going to be a valuable member of our team. And if not, then we'll find someone else. But I don't feel like I'm getting taken advantage of. I mean, I, I, I enter into hockey games knowing that this is what's expected of me. And it's, it's the risk I run. And I mean, I've won fights and I've lost fights. And when you lose it, it, sucks i mean not only is, does it hurt sometimes but it's it's embarrassing right like there's you know there's thousands of people there watching you you're you're the guy you know bleeding or knocked out on the ice and you know it's going to exist forever on youtube and it's kind of uh kind of hard to, to deal with like the like the shame of losing in front of people or you know losing in front of your teammates but um i don't know it's to some degree it's it's the risk you run i mean i get to live a you know, a fun life, and I'm—I only play in the minors, so right. I can only imagine like what the guy, you know, what the guys who are making ten times as much money as me, and you know, playing in the NHL, like they really get to to live a great life. But I mean, I live—I live a fun life here. You know, I get—I get a lot of a lot of time off. There's a lot of perks, and if if what I have to en- to endure is you know a, a fight every third game, then uh, you know, it's something that that I'm willing to do, and that a lot of other guys in pro hockey are willing to do. We're talking with Kyle Hagel. He's an enforcer in the American Hockey League. He's with the Hamilton, Ontario Bulldogs. It's a league that fill, feeds many players into the NHL. You know, but I'm wondering, Kyle, at, at what point does a team or a coach say you've lost too many fights, therefore 
you're out, there's somebody else. I mean, it, it happens every year. I mean, every year there's young, hungry guys who are coming in, and then there's other guys who've been around who are getting pushed out. I mean, that's that's the nature of pro sports is that there's it's seem, seemingly infinite number of prospects that are always sure. waiting in the wings, you but, know, and they're the only way that they that they get in is by pushing somebody out. And uh, I mean, it's it's true in, in our league. It's true in the NHL. I mean, it's true. I mean, I'm sure it would be. Uh, It'd be true with the with the Blackhawks with anybody. I mean, like you know, there's a guy there who I played with uh, when as I played for the Blackhawks farm team uh, a couple of years ago in Rockford, and a guy who was a teammate of mine, friend of mine, uh, Brandon Bowling. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he he com- he comes up and he kind of punches his way into the NHL and he kind of takes over and earns that role and he becomes comes the guy. And like can't remember who is who was in there, the contract before him. But, I mean, there's there's someone else who gets pushed out because there's a young, hungry kid who comes in and uh, and takes the spot. Okay, so you graduated from Princeton. Uh, what are your plans after playing in the American Hockey League? Do you hope to get into the NHL and even beyond that? What's what are you, what's well, the end game for uh, yeah, Like, yeah, I guess that's, my, that's still my goal. It's been my goal since I was a little kid is to make it into the NHL and that's what I'm. That's what I'm focusing on right now. There's a couple other things that I that I work on in my uh, in my spare time. But I mean, uh, my my brother, who's a hockey player too, he's got a great uh, a great quote that I like to borrow from time to time. And that's like, uh, so when you're focusing on uh, when you've got a plan B, you tend to rely on it. <laughs> so I mean, plan plan A right now is just to to keep on playing and, and hopefully get my my stab at the NHL. And if you do get that stab at the NHL, Kyle, do you want to be an enforcer or do you want to say hey look i have other talents here that i'd like you to recognize if i were ever to be called up to the nhl there would pretty much be one thing that i'd be expected to do and uh i mean to be to be honest to be realistic if i was to get to the nhl it would probably be a fairly short-lived experience i mean i'm uh, i'm 28 years old right now so i mean for for a guy who hasn't broken in yet i mean it still does happen i'm still trying to to work on it and make it happen but uh I mean, a cup of coffee up there, so to speak, would be uh, would be enjoyed and would be kind of like a crowning moment for me. And uh, I'm sure if I was up there, I wouldn't be trying to carve out a, a niche as a power play specialist. I'd be out there on the fourth line trying to trying to find a dance partner pretty much every shift I got. That's Kyle Hagel, a player with the Hamilton, Ontario Bulldogs of the AHL. He used to play closer to home here with the Rockford Icehogs. He was giving about as truthful an account of the life of a professional hockey enforcer as there's ever been. And that is the best of BEZ talk for this week. This podcast is a production of WBEZ, Chicago Public Media. Talk programming on BEZ is produced by Carrie Shepard, Eileen Heikkinen-Weiss, Becky Vlamas, Alexandra Solomon, Joe DeSo, Steve Bynum, and me. Jason Mark, the Grand Fromage of talk programming, is Justin Kaufman. Subscribe to this and all of our podcasts in iTunes. And when you do go to iTunes, take two seconds, please, and rate and review us. It helps. Really, it does help. Thanks for that. Of course, you can listen to everything from all of our talk programs on SoundCloud. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Till next time, I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening.